In the words of Billy Joel, sooner or later, you'll get your second wind. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. Gretchen, we are a regular couple. Well, and you're really going to learn about that today. <laughs> we are a regular couple on the journey with you to health, fitness, weight loss, and a better life. And I'm going to add in mental health goes with <laughs> goes with health. Yep, for sure. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been a couple of well, two and a half weeks. Has it been two and a half weeks or a week and a half? Two and a half. Two and a half, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Since we put out an episode and we can't blame your work for it. Nope. Not my fault this time. No. it's <laughs> This is all on me and we'll talk about that. I, I mean, it's probably the big subject, so I don't want to disappoint most of our fans, which are Gretchen fans, <laughs> all but maybe one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be Team Pete. So I, I feel like we need to just go with, with the regular episode okay you know so you gotta give us some views from the couch it's been a long time so we we should say like we're not home no we are we're, we are traveling for we're a traveling wedding. for a wedding so we're in uh salina kansas it's a little town about actually it's not little it's not salina's not it, little it's not little it's about forty-seven thousand population um so bigger than where yeah, we live yeah pretty much so we're here for my cousin's wedding and so since it's like a 10-hour drive we took advantage of the remote learning and my ability to work basically anywhere and uh we came down here so i haven't watched any shows for over a week oh my gosh i know because it's like we don't have on demand <laughs> in our, our little hotel room here. No. <laughs> so I've been uh, watching a lot of Friends, uh, a lot of Office, <laughs> um, but I haven't been watching. So, you know, Linda has been like texting me. She's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You have to watch this. I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't. I will be so back. what is she saying you have to watch? Well, apparently marrying for millions is just like out of control. Um, Come on, the title tells you it's out of control. <laughs> but like, so she's like, wait until you watch. Like, she gets out of the bathtub and she's wearing like water shoes. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so. Is the Marrying Millions uh, theme song, is it Kanye West Gold Digger? No, it's not. It's not? It's not. It's not. Oh. It's not. These people aren't all, go they're not gold diggers. They're Well, they say they're not, so. But. I, I I've seen <laughs> you've seen some of it. A little bit of it. I'm yeah. I'm going with with looking for the money yeah. on most of them. So I started watching so before we left, I was trying to catch up on New York, Real Housewives of New York, because it was just like a crazy season for them. And I was able to watch part one 
of the reunion before we left and like linda had she had warned me beforehand she's like it goes off the rails within the first five minutes and it did not disappoint yes it went off the rails in the first five minutes like for whatever reason this year dorinda she's been through a lot you know she lost her husband many years ago um but like she has a home in the berkshires that her husband and her her uh you know deceased husband um, bought together and there was like major flooding damage done to the house so she had to completely like renovate it and i guess it was very um it was very hard for her because it was like they she had bought that house with her husband richard and you know they had decorated it and they it was like their home and so to see that completely destroyed was very difficult right and but it's also was like a kind of rebirth like maybe she could put you know to rest and because it's been several years um and it's for her though it's just like it was yesterday so she had a really hard season and for whatever reason like she just went off on everyone and she just did not like this one girl tinsley who um you know was dating a guy off and on and she was kind of and he didn't want their relationship played out on tv like they met on tv like she was introduced by what they were introduced by one of the other housewives they met via the show but once they became like you know a couple he wanted nothing he didn't want like he's a businessman he's like i don't want my i don't want my life playing out on tv and for whatever reason dorinda just like was so angry about this. Well, you're supposed to be transparent. You're supposed to tell us all these things. And Tinsley's like, but I, I, it's like, if I tell you we're dating, you get mad at me. I tell you we break up, you get mad at me. She's like, so why do I keep telling you? She's like, so it was very, it was very interesting. And like everyone, there was a lot of yelling, a lot of yelling. But it was like the first um, in-person reunion show for the housewives since COVID started. So they were all like six, they were in a, a huge warehouse and they're six feet apart and they all had came with like their masks on and stuff, but it was, um, it was very, you know, it was interesting. So I can't wait for dig back so I can watch the second part because it's off the rails. It's going to be good. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I'll, I'll throw in Pete's podcast corner okay. now so we don't forget. Yeah. Cause you have a tendency to forget. I do, which will also come up later. <laughs> the there's a, a a podcast called Smart Less. That Smart Less, okay. That features three prominent actors. Oh, we listened to this one. We listened to maybe an one episode. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I had yeah. to listen to an episode. I mean, they do get into politics quite a bit. Okay, uh, left leaning politics. So if that isn't your bag they may irk you um for me i just let both left and right roll off me i, right. I could care less right. so they're they're uh so it's sean hayes just jack just jack from will and grace and will arnett who is known for many things yeah. uh, lego masters lego being masters. the most recent uh <laughs> amy poehler's ex-husband maybe yeah. his most yeah. famous thing yeah 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 uh, and jason bateman who it's very interesting to listen to him because he's been in show business since he was a child. Yeah. And listening to his stories sometimes about like who like, oh, like his sister was dating Leif Garrett. Right. Which I always thought was Leif Garrett, but it's apparently Leif. Leif, yeah. Leif Garrett. And, you know, like how 
smitten Jason was with, <laughs> with him. So they'll have a guest on that they don't tell the others is coming on. Okay. And then they'll kind of do an intro and sometimes they guess and sometimes it's easy to, to figure out. Sometimes the, they all know them. Um, but other times it's like kind of very interesting like that they don't know and uh you know, but there's been, I don't know, Dax Shepard's been on. Oh, nice, nice. Um, I just read that yes, he relapsed. he relapsed. 16 years sober. He relapsed with Vicodin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. And, I mean, he came out and was very honest and open to it because, yeah. Well, eventually, right? I mean. Yeah, it took him a time to come to terms with it. And, yeah. You know, open up to his fans and stuff. And, but... and look, if you're going to have a podcast like his, like that, yeah. that can reach so many people. Yep. Then. I, I applaud him for being open and honest about yeah. it because people need help, right, right? right? And sometimes what you do on a podcast, um, you know, can make a difference. So, right. uh, but anyway, it's yeah. it's it's very funny because these you could tell these three are friends and they right. just you know bust each other's cojones and <laughs> they really just you could tell they enjoy each other, right? And it's a very interesting. You know, it's, it's a, a very it's interesting a, dynamic. It's an interesting group also. Like, I don't know if I would think, you know, Justin Bateman, you know, Jason. Sean, Jason sorry, Jason. <laughs> Not Justine. I was, I was thinking Justine because I was thinking about her. Uh, Justin, uh, Jason, Sean, and like, well, I mean, it's like, because they've never been in, I can't think of a town where they were like in a movie or a show together. So it's like, you well, know. Well, Will and, and Sean have worked together. Right. For sure, because they they talk about it. Yeah, but then it's like, how does Jason fall in? Like, who? Well, does... I mean, they're just all. I know. I just I think mean... you know, you just, I don't know. It's like, oh, it's an don't interesting. They, don't group. all actors know each it's other? It's just like an interesting group, a dynamic of of uh, of people. It is. It is. I mean, so they they've had on Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, which was you know kind of interesting. They've had on Melissa McCarthy, which oh, was nice. I think Melissa McCarthy is just hilarious and yeah. not just because she's from Joliet, Illinois. Right. Uh, but I think she's just absolutely outstanding. So, yeah. you know, they, they've done, you know, they've done well. Yeah. But listening to that podcast was uh-huh. actually part of kind of a, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to jump into the kind of the meat of the show. That's fine. Um, it, it was part of my breakdown. Like it, it all played together. I know it's it seems odd, yeah, but it all it all played together. And before I dive into that, I want to talk about why we're even recording today. I didn't so much plan on it. I thought right. about it. We brought the we equipment. We brought the equipment just in case. But I really have not been in a headspace to to podcast. I haven't wanted to. I haven't right. wanted to share parts of my life and and what's going on in my head. And then last night, we get a note from a listener. Yeah. And so it's easy to understand how Dax Shepard can make a difference on his podcast with a ton of listeners. Right. People know who Dax is. um, And it's kind of simple to get through that, right? People can relate to his sobriety story and falling off. And you're going to get that. And that celebrity comes in really handy when... The two of us get a note <laughs> that says, um, more or less, you inspired me to take a different tack with my child right? Um, in the way that we were looking at health and that it changed their lives. It's beyond humbling. Right. Yeah. And 
so I decided that at that point that I'll just go ahead and, and share everything. I mean, that's the one thing we've committed to doing mm-hmm. is being open and, and honest about what's going on. But this one, it, it just isn't easy. Right. It's, it's not a simple thing for me to share because mental health breakdowns are extremely difficult and extremely personal. And it hurts people around you when they happen. Mm-hmm. And I had a complete meltdown. I just did. And for the first time in my life, I had real anxiety. Like I, I've always had depression and anxiety is kind of um, often goes hand in hand with it. But I've been able to avoid a lot of anxiety. But this time, I just wasn't able to. So, you know, part of it started, I can't run without my heart rate spiking again. And I don't know why. Um, I definitely am not eating the best all the time. But even when I do, it doesn't seem to make a difference. Right. I lose weight. It doesn't seem to make a difference. The weather changes Typically, that's a really good thing for me. It hasn't made a difference. My heart rate's out of control, and I feel like I can't run without being just exhausted very quickly. And I've tried run-walk. Even that has been very, very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. My heart rate is just way up there compared to when I just walk. The minute I run, I I can feel it. And I don't know what to do because I really don't know why it's happening. I don't know if it's just age, which is part of why I started to get, (laughs) you know, very anxious. So, you know, step one for me was to figure out, hey, I I was really sick in January. Right. They are now saying that COVID was here late, you know, last year. Right. Did I somehow contract that virus? Yeah. And is that playing havoc? So I decided to go get the antibody test. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I talked to the doctor. They set it up. I went I went in. Uh, I sit down and immediately get vein shamed. <laughs> you have like the tiniest veins I have, in the world. I know. <laughs> if there's a Guinness World Record, like you could, that could be you. It could be. <laughs> it's just hilarious though because it's the immediately, uh, you know, I could see that she's like, struggling and then she's like huh and i'm like don't even say that i'm dehydrated because i am not dehydrated this was the middle of the day yeah you 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 were pounding water because for days you knew you were going to go get this test and i drink a lot of water anyway and i was drinking even more and so it's in preparation so that you wouldn't get the vein chain right and she's like eventually she's just like okay you just have small veins because she (laughs) you know she could see i'm i'm not dehydrated right you know my bladder is about to burst sitting there And she had to poke, so she she pokes and then misses the vein and then starts moving the needle around oh, to find the vein. That's like the worst. I'm like, can you just try the other arm, please? So you can tell she liked to work on the left arm versus yeah. the right. That's the way the room is set up, the right. chair is set up. Right. And she definitely made the right side hurt. Um, well, she was paying, you know, she paying, was paying you back, yeah. man. <laughs> so it uh, turns out the antibody test said, no, you did not have. Um, corona, the coronavirus that uh, that causes SARS-CoV-2 that we call COVID-19. So, which is good, but it's also like, it's it, like you almost wanted it to be there so that it could help explain 
it would have been going on. It, at least it would have given me a path, right? Right, exactly. The doctor, you know, when you know, I continue to bring it up. I, I mean, he's he's a fine doctor, but he's yeah. he's like, you're just you're aging, you're <laughs> out of shape, and you're too heavy. And I'm like, this makes I, like, look, I am aging. Yeah, I am too heavy. Right. But I am not out of shape. Right. I mean, I have done a lot of exercise over the last four years. Right. Am I in, t- am I in my peak physical condition? No. no. But I should be able to run three miles without it, you know, spiking my heart rate and gasping for air. Right. right? It, it's And it's not working out. Yeah. On top of that, I am, you know, having a full on, like the midlife crisis started with, you know, leaving my job and all that. But... <laughs> Like it's it's getting worse. It it didn't subside, and maybe that's because I still have a connection to my right. old workplace. Yep. And maybe it's just time. Maybe it's time for me to fully move on. I that that's something that I'm thinking about. Yes. And maybe it's time to go get a different job. Job. Right. Uh, I'm willing to look at that, but it's not easy to get hired as I near fifty. I mean, that is it's not. Hard. It's not a normal path, and I don't have hard skills. I have soft right. skills. Right. Right. <laughs> You don't have any skills. You have no skills. Nunchuck skills. No. But I don't have hard skills. Like now I do, but no, not not that a resume would recognize. Right. Exactly. It's not like when you look at like my resume, right? Like I have hard skills. Like right. I've had a clear path. I've been in the same thing. You have. You've been. It's not like you've done different things, but you've developed skills through your stuff. But it's it's hard to put that. And make people see it, right? right? I'm sure that on a resume, people aren't going to think that I have a strong finance and strategic finance background. Right. Because of, right. But I do. Yep. I mean, it just doesn't read that way in job titles. But when you're an entrepreneur, you've got to know this stuff, period. So, I mean, and you bounce things off me and, you know, like it's, it's just part of who I am, right? So there's, so there's that. My son was exposed <laughs> yep. to um, a positive um, case. Yep. He thankfully was negative yes. and has quarantined yes. and, and is going to be fine. But this is like all happening at once. And then there's, you know, the remote learning. Right. And then they changed up on you. And too. then they changed up <laughs> remote learning and made it much, much more on us. Yeah. It's very interesting. So, you know, I'm... I want to talk about this for a second because it this like you add it all up and I'm physically just not well. I don't feel like I'm doing enough for my kids, especially the one that I'm helping to get through remote learning. Right. My my physical outlet is is not there because it's making me more miserable. I don't feel like I've got a purpose. And here's where the podcast comes in. I wanted to try to give it a go to be a podcaster. Right. I understand now that I probably just don't have the skill set for that. I do have a lot of really good ideas and I wish that I could find a way to get somebody to work with me on the ideas and then we could find good hosts and producers. But you need a lot of money to do this. And And when I started thinking about it, it was the starting of this, but now it's full on because of the COVID uh, deal right uh-huh. every celebrity in the world fe- i feel like is doing a podcast oh, so now advertising <laughs> dollars are gone they're all going to celebrities right there's only so many hours in a day you can listen who are you going to listen to me or dax shepherd right. or Kristen bell I, like I mean, everybody 
uh, or right, yeah, <laughs> Smartless mean, with Will Arnett and Jason Bateman and Sean yeah. Hayes. It seems like because they couldn't be Oprah, on TV, they all did a podcast. <laughs> everybody. I mean, like if you go down and look at the list of celebrities doing podcasts, it's just it's enormous. So yeah. it kind of irks me. Look, I can't begrudge anybody for wanting to do what they want to do. Right. But I don't think that they understand they're doing is they are already fine financially. Right. <laughs> and can do whatever they want. Right. But now they've kind of taken over a space that was kind of for like the amateurs almost. Yeah, the like unknown, there was, the there, unknown people. There was a way that we could, like, you had NPR and yeah, Gimlet and, and you know Spotify's coming in and everything. But and you had the the early on people like Joe Rogan and stuff. But right. you still had a chance. Yeah, you don't have a chance now. Yeah. And that realization. Look, I already accepted that I'm not very good at this. <laughs> I got it. Right. I, I, I'm not. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I put my. Uh, the No Fear Project on hold while I tried to figure out how to revamp it a little bit. Right. And I'm still thinking about it, but I feel I need a co-host. I can't just talk. Yeah, yeah. The interviews are fine, but right. if I had a co-host in interviews, I think it would be better. Right. Finding a psychiatrist or psychologist would be, you know, or some sort of therapist would be ideal. Right. But that's, I don't know, I don't really know how to do that properly. Right. right? So I think the idea for No Fear Project is tremendous. Yeah. I just don't think I'm the person to execute. I think I could help produce it. Right, exactly. So all of this kind of came together and I had chest pain, sick stomach, couldn't sleep, anxiety for 10 days. I was moody. Yeah. I was pissed off. And I really, I didn't know how to deal with it. Like yeah. I was, I, it was a rock bottom of my life in terms of like, Everything and I and then the guilt and so, I guess this brings it all together. The guilt I felt so guilty that I felt this way, because there's so many people out there with so much bigger problems than what I'm facing. I've got it easy, and I and I and then I feel like I can't do anything. Right. What about the people who are? You know, two people have to work and they've got three kids that are small and, you know, the the financial crisis that's been caused by COVID on top of everything else. Like, like we have it easy. And yet here I am like wallowing in, in self-pity. Now, part of that I understand is mental illness because of depression. I got right. it. You can't dig out of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I understand that I'm allowed to feel. I, I, I get all of that. Right. It didn't stop. Yeah. It didn't stop the feeling of of absolute overwhelming anxiety, guilt, depression, all wrapped into one. And I was, I could barely get through the day Yeah. with, you know, the teaching. And I want to rewind it because I started to talk about this and the people are really probably hoping I shut up soon. But <laughs> I want to talk to teachers for a second and administrators and superintendents and principals we understand as parents that times are very very difficult right now that you are having to do things that is way outside the norm a lot of people have hybrid you know class situations right which sounds great but that just causes more you know more moving parts and there's a lot to it you need to also understand that when you tell us parents that we are not teachers, that you're like a teacher assistant or you're just helping, it really demeans 
it really demeans us because with the amount of work at least that I've seen on a five-year-old, right? I have to teach. I mean, I think I am not a I'm not a helper. I am a teacher right, right. now because she because she's five, right? And she's just learning how to learn. You have to take a more active role than someone who's in fourth grade. Right, a parent of fourth grade. It's it's a little bit different because obviously the parent's still having to help that fourth grader with new concepts and stuff like that, but they're also older and they know how to learn. Michaela doesn't know how to learn yet. Like she's been in you know daycare, she's been in preschool, but like kindergarten is where they learn how to learn, and the remote learning it doesn't give her the face to face time with the teacher to all the time so you're having to fill in those gaps yeah yeah i, I mean and, and just i i got a note specifically well two notes from people who are teachers basically uh-huh. saying you know you're not a teacher you 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 got to get that out of your head and i'm like absolutely the, the opposite i have to think that i am a teacher at this point and help my child or else she's going to be way behind now i right. get it everybody's got challenges and I, I understand everything's going to be fine. She's five. Right. There's plenty of time to make up. Look, I get all that. Right. I get it. That's still, there's anxiety producing stuff when you're sitting on these, you know, calls and mm-hmm. other kids are getting it right. Your kid's not. Right. You you can hear some prompting from, from some adults versus like, I'm really trying not to do that. Right. Um, It just, it's all plays into a very difficult situation. And what I feel like is I've been dismissed. Like my concerns are dismissed. Hey, she's five. Don't worry about it. Yeah. There's plenty of time. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't worry about it if you don't want to worry, worry about it. But stop trying to tell me that I shouldn't or couldn't or right. don't. You know, I, I think that we're not allowed by that doing that. You're not allowing us to to have what we need. Right. As if you want to call me a teacher's aide, fine, but I still have to teach. There's yeah. the word teacher in there. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like I, my career is gone. Like I don't have one at this point, which is weird at this age. Yeah. And I've had to put everything on pause and still somehow get that work done, <laughs> which has not been simple for me because uh-uh. it's very difficult for me to transition. Right. Um, I mean, by the end of the day, you know, because the the amount of independent study work has increased significantly, you know, they were, oh, they always said it was going to be a ramp up situation. We knew that. Right. But it was like it's like there's for each subject, there's, you know, live session, then independent study. And there's there's sessions, there's homework for each of those independent studies. Right. And they say it, you know, I think they think, you know, like, okay, 20 minutes independent study, they should be able to get this done in 20 minutes. But some of it's very, it's, it's hard, especially when she doesn't know anything yet. So, and again, you can't just let her do it like you do, right? You for like, you know, draw a picture and she goes and draws and, or she does math. She seems to be doing great at, you know, but there's certain things that, you know, you have to step in and, and guide her through it. That I don't think they realize for a five-year-old, like, a parent has to do that. Like, what else are you going to do? She can't read the instructions. Yeah, they listen to it. But half the time, she's only half paying attention to the instructions as well. So, Yeah, and I mean, I'm trying to let her do as much as possible. 
but you right. still have to do. But you still have to guide her. Yes, yeah. so you have to help her understand what she's supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, her teacher is great. They're doing the yeah. best they can. I'm not begrudging that at all. I can't imagine being a teacher and having to try to figure this out. Right. Right. I mean, that's let, let's. If you're a parent and you think that like this isn't an extra burden on teachers, you're wrong because at least the good ones, right. you know, which I believe are going to be most teachers, right. if not, you know, almost all, um, they have to revamp how they have taught for right. whether it's one year or 30 years. Right. It's a completely different environment. And it's a little bit strange for me, right? Because my older kids are in school five days a week. Right. Uh, well, Daniel had to do remote learning while he was in quarantine. But overall, they're in school five days a week, three hours a day. And it seems to be working really, really well. Right. Both my kids, especially Daniel, you know, who's been in that high school now. He's a junior. So he's like, look, it's the same amount. Like, we're getting the same amount of work done. You got a little bit more to do it, you know, at, at home. home. But he's like, in, in the classroom, he's like, it's just more focused than it used to be. Right. So... Maybe we don't need to send kids to school for eight hours a day or whatever. Right. Maybe there's – we could learn something out of this. I'm I'm really hoping, right? Yeah. But in the meantime, I just – that breakdown just made it so that I didn't want to record. I didn't want to do – you know, didn't want to do anything. And I turned to food yeah. to find comfort. And for the first time since I was younger and I had an issue like, you know, similar to this – I wanted to turn to other substances. I wanted to drink. I wanted to find other escapes like I used to. Mm. I didn't do it, but it was extremely difficult for me. And I had to make sure that I didn't because I've been able to kind of drink in, in moderation for a very long time. Right. I used to use it to escape, though. I was afraid that I was an alcoholic at one point. You know, when I was younger, there's some substance, you know, abuse and that I've seen from other people. And mm-hmm. um, I know that some of my family had big drink, were big drinkers, but I chose very difficult. I just stayed away from it. Yeah. I was going, I even said to you a couple of times I was going to have a drink and I didn't do it because I was afraid if I had one, I wasn't going to be able to stop. So, you know, on this trip, I've had a couple of beers, but. That's it. Right. Like, I really haven't really, I've just tried to avoid it because I, I was afraid of where I would go. Yeah. Overeating is bad. That'll kill you in the long run. Usually not right away. <laughs> unless you're eating too much black licorice. Yeah. Do you see that? I, it's, it's crazy. Some guy ate like a bag and a half of black licorice like every day for like a couple of weeks and why then died. You, yeah. Why would you eat that in, just to begin with? I don't know. No. Uh, but I... I feel like I'm starting to find ways to, to get back. Yeah. But I, I'm really not sure. I mean, in, in the constant, for me, I like a little bit more routine. So when we made this trip, for example, the Wednesday schedule was pretty easy because if you could find ways to get the independent work done other days, you right. kind of had Wednesday to kind of take a breath. Right. Right. Now it's full. Yeah. When we made the trip, we were going to be able to kind of have Wednesday to, okay, if we can get the work done on the other days, there's only one thing to do on Wednesday, and then we could kind of have that day. Right. That was our plan. Didn't then, work out that way because everything happen. changed. <laughs> so the we've had three schedule changes. Yeah. 
already in this young school year. And I get it. You got to make adjustments. But for me, I can't like, I don't like that. So you said to me, like, I memorize things very easily and I haven't right. memorized the schedule. And I'm like, that's because I don't, I think they're going to change it. Yeah. So why bother? <laughs> why bother? Now it's in my, it's in my phone. So if right. that happens, I got to redo everything, right? I got to right. delete everything. And it took, I don't know, an hour <laughs> to put it all in. Right. With all the different nuances and yeah, and everything. So this is where I feel guilty, right? Like I'm just complaining about things that really aren't that, <laughs> that hard or that difficult. But for me, they are for whatever right. reason. Right. So, yeah, I mean, anxiety, you know, fears. Maybe I'll release this on the No Fear Project feed, too, because right. it really plays into that. You know, um, I'm just. So what are you trying to do to help get yourself out of this? Like, what have you been doing well, to help those? The first thing, I've been searching for an anti-aging serum. Oh, how's that going for you? It's it's really crappy. That <laughs> that fountain of youth that Ponce de Leon was searching yeah, for. Yeah. Ponce de Leon was, you, you, you know. You still can't find it, huh? Still can't find it's it. It's not in Salina, Kansas? It's not. No. Wasn't he searching in Florida? <laughs> Never going to get down there. So, yeah. I mean, not too often, you know. No. But if, you know. John, you know, you're down there. <laughs> if you uh, if you find it, if you could let me know. John seems to have found it, right? He is. He's I mean, back. that dude's like reversing. John Harris is reversing age as as, as, as we speak. Yeah, you can just see him. I mean, big Every weight day. loss from John. He's yep. completely revamped how he looks at, at things and changed, yeah. changed his life. Great. So congratulations to you. You um, suck. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, one of the things that I, I, I need some sort of purpose besides... I, I mean, you'd think that being a, a father, being a parent, being a husband eh, would be know, enough of a purpose. We're a little bit in there. And it is, but I need something <laughs> else. And so, I don't know. I'm looking at, like I said, I'm looking at possibly, you know, a job. I'm looking at maybe volunteering or finding a charity to really get involved in. Um, you know, we do need income. So, I've got to figure out how to balance that. A little bit. Yeah. I, it's helpful. So, I, I don't. I don't fully know. Yeah. Um, talking about it now is, is part of it. You know, I haven't fully revealed some of this stuff to you. No. Um, so, surprise. <laughs> People, like, so, you know, obviously I knew this was, I knew you were in depression. I, I could see it coming and I obviously saw it at its worst. And, you know, sometimes people ask, like, well, what do you you know, well, what do you do? Do you, does he talk to you? Does he, I'm like, no. I'm like, he doesn't. He's like, well, you need to force him. I'm like, I, I can't force someone to talk to me. I tell him I'm here. And when he's ready to talk, he'll talk to me. But for the most part, when you get in these, and so then I feel guilty because I'm like, am I this horrible wife? Because I don't force you to talk to me. But I also feel like that doesn't help because you don't want to talk about it. You don't. You At one point I asked you and you like you were in a bad spot and you barked, I don't want to talk about it. And you walked away. And I was like, okay. So I don't – people ask like, well, don't you – you know, I'm like, no. I go – I just let you be and then I'm there for you. You know I'm there if you need me. But for the most part, I kind of just let you get through it because I don't know what else to do. Because that's people ask me that too. Like when you know how, as a spouse of someone that goes through this depression, it's very, it's hard on you, a hundred times worse. But it's also hard on the spouse because it's like, well, you feel helpless too because you see your this person that you love with all your heart going through this, and there's literally nothing you can do to help them. So, and and I appreciate that for sure, right? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know how 
I would even instruct somebody right. or coach somebody because everybody's different. Yep. Um, the one thing I will say is if you notice symptoms where people are talking about self-harm or doing something that's reckless, you just need to force help right. as, as best you can. Like you need to get them to call the yeah. suicide prevention hotline or get hospitalization or yeah. go to a therapist or – Whatever is a course, but that look for those dangers. Yeah. But other than that, but you don't have those. Like you've you've you haven't really demonstrated this. Those. This is as close as I've gotten. Yeah. I mean, I was I was not having good thoughts, but I I don't believe I would ever act on anything at this point. Um, and if it would have gotten that bad, I would have told you, and we would have just gone to a hospital. Yeah. I would have just checked myself in. Yeah. Um. You know, the the selfishness that I feel of of self-harm, you know, of suicidal thoughts, like I – that selfishness manifests itself in me where I picture life – like for my kids without right. me and, and that's like always shuts me down. Yeah. But there's others where that picture is, well, they'd be better off, right? right. And that's where the dangers lie and mm-hmm. – you know, uh, there's people that are very open about this. Alan Share, right, who I've interviewed, I, I've talked to. He's very, very open about what he's gone through. And there are others. You know, um, Dak Prescott recently lost his brother to suicide. Right. And has talked about his depression publicly and then gotten shamed by Skip Bayless, who's just a jackass. <laughs> um, but I think that's part of the problem. We dismissed Skip as a jackass, so his opinion must be jackassery, right? Right, right. Unfortunately... Skip's viewpoint is all too prevalent, which brings me full circle onto why I don't talk about it. Right. Even with somebody that I know loves me, I still feel like I'm being judged. And that comes from trying to talk about it early on with 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 suffering, right? Right. And people just telling you to be happy and snap out of it or judging you for it. Right. Or right. let's just go get a drink or, you know, whatever it is. But you just felt dismissed judged so you just learn to not talk about it Uh and it's really difficult to get out of that even if you've gone through therapy like i have even if you you know you've got somebody who would listen and not judge you it's still not easy to do so um you've got to be very careful on how you approach it right with people and everybody is different so there's no blanket way to to do things, but the the bottom line is it's still not accepted in our society. Okay. We, you know, I put the hashtag defeat the stigma on almost everything now, right? Because there's still a stigma around mental illness. There's still like I don't know if people think they can catch it. <laughs> um, people, just, some people just are negative. I'll give right. you that. I know people probably think that's the way that I am. Yeah. I really wish it was. You've seen me when I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not negative when I'm fine. Yeah. It's it's the 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 demons that live inside that yeah. continue to to push away the good stuff. And I don't know. I mean, bottom line is I don't know what I'm going to do um, fully, but I've got to find a way to work, continue to work through it. And talking about it, you know, I probably do need to find a, a therapist. I probably need to confide in you more. Um, you know, telling our dozens of listeners, you know. <laughs> uh, always helpful. Yeah, I mean it's just it's not an easy subject. And I 
frankly, I didn't want to record this. I didn't want to share this. Maybe it'll help somebody. And that's the only reason I, I thought maybe we need to do it after getting a note where, you know, your story with how you were put on diets, you know, helped a listener, you know, reframe how they were dealing with their own child who has similar, you know, kind of a similar issue, if Mm -hmm. you will. I thought, well, maybe this will get one person to go get help. Right. And so if that happened, then it's worth, you know, kind of being vulnerable. But it's sure not simple and it's not easy. Nope. I wish that there were, I wish I had answers for people. Yeah. But that's the... The thing about this, it's all individual and, you know, all, all I could say is that um, I appreciate your support a lot, um, the support that I get from others, my family and, and you know, the few people that, you know, I, I can call a friend, you know, <laughs> it's interesting as you get older, that friend, like, you know, when I was 20, I, I thought 5,000 people were my friend. Right. Now exactly. I think like five, right? I know, I know. If, if, if that, right. So, yeah. um, but I do know that uh, there are people out there who have my back and, you know, they're there and they want to, you know, they always say, hey, you know, you can lean on me, you can talk to me, but it's, it's not that I don't want the help. It's just, that I don't know how to even ask for it right. sometimes. So, right. um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's been a tough, tough road for, <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. So, um, that's why we haven't recorded. It's on me. I just was not in a place to do it and it would have been worse than this. So... <laughs> And nobody needed that. No one needs it. They I mean, this need... show is bad enough. Yeah, they don't. We don't need to make it any worse. I don't need to make it any worse. Nope. Yeah, it, and I find the people who can podcast week in and week out and be consistent. I mean, it. We were on a good roll we until mental illness got in the way. Yep. That's just the fact. Not Gretchen's job. No, not this time. Not this time. This time, not this time. Coming up, there probably will be several. Yeah. But not this time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we'll we'll have another episode because we've got to update on all your stuff. And yep. people are, are going to want to hear about that. Uh, and hopefully I can I can continue. I mean, but I, I'm really rethinking how podcasting in general. Right. You know, I'm doing three currently. Um, one, you know, I officially kind of put on hiatus while I revamped. It kind of like when Kramer had the old Merv Griffin show or whatever, and then he pulled the plug <laughs> to revamp, plug. Yep. <laughs> revamp the format. That's what I did. I pulled the plug to revamp the format. That's funny. Uh, that wine pod with with Mike. Yep. And and then this thing that we've been doing for <laughs> now over three years. Over three years. Hundred and fourteen episodes in. Crazy. So I don't know. Is there anything else that you wanted to add or talk about or? How about the fact that I came to a wedding with a dress that I was going to wear? Well, and you did not bring it. Right. <laughs> you planned on bringing it. I dress. planned on bringing it. I had the thought that I forgot my shrug to wear with the dress, asked my sister in law to go pick it up for me to bring, which she did. And then I don't have the dress to so wear. So, where do you think you just. Do you think it's out in the open no, somewhere? It's, no, it's, or it's hanging, in the closet. I, it's hanging up in the closet. I just didn't grab it. Wow. Which is why I didn't grab the shrug either, because I never grabbed the dress. Because usually I grab things together. Wow. So, yeah. so how do you feel about that? It's, it's I, you know. Are you scared? No, I, my memory's never really been all that good to begin <laughs> with. So. Are you more I'm mad that you forgot? Are you more annoyed that you forgot the dress, or that you have to actually go now shopping? Now I have to go shopping and find something where you can't try on anything. Right. 
and hope to God. And the wedding's in what? Three hours? So eh, plenty of time. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So the one thing also, are you done on that train? Because yeah. yeah. that just reminded me. If you do find yourself in Salina, Kansas, <laughs> there is a burger joint oh, yeah. called Cozy Inn that's yeah. been around since 1922. I was a little skeptical that they were this good. Yeah. Holy moly. Very good. Are they very... So it's kind of like... The story kind of goes, there's a dude who goes to Wichita when White Castle opens back in the 20s, right? And he figures out like, wow, these are really good. And there's not franchising stuff back then. So he came back to Salina, which is, I don't know. It's about an hour. An hour, hour and a half from... Yeah. Well, back oh, then it might have been four. four it might have been four, a four-day trip. Four-day trip, yeah. But you know, not that far. Ninety miles, something like that. Yeah. Seventy-five to ninety miles from Salina to Wichita, and he comes back and he makes a little hamburger stand. Yep. And cook, you know, the griddled burger with the onion. There's no cheese. No cheese. You can get ketchup, mustard, pickle. Yep. And then they and they're little sliders. So they are right, the little sliders. Right, they are little sliders and then like a gourmet bun. Yeah. And they put them in a in a wax bag and then uh, you can get chips and soda. Yep. That's it. That's it. Well, water, yeah. coffee, but I mean. Nothing else. Nothing else. So there's like no variety other than in chips and then they really put the variety in the soda. You could get yeah. Coke or Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah. So Root big beer. Time. Diet root beer. Yep. So they really they it's really several chips like your chips option. They're big chips options, but big your chips, burger is but your, your burger. burger is your burger. That's it. You can get uh, so they have a kids meal, which is like two. Right. You get a four pack, a six pack, or you could just order by the the sack. Twelve, sixteen, thirty. I mean, there was like thirty six. Yeah. Rob wanted me to down thirty six of them. Yeah. No. Oh god. But you, they were so they were very, good. Kayla loved them. She loved them, and she's she's a cheeseburger girl, and she's pretty picky about yeah. her cheeseburgers. But there's no cheese on it. And the griddled onions, I was a little nervous. We did not get pickle because she's anti-pickle. Um, and she loved it. She almost, she ate like one and a half, basically. Like she was, she needed the full two. Yeah. But, and, and it's just charming because it's still the old six seat counter. Yeah. Like this place is super small. Yep. And then it has a walk-up window. Yep. Not a drive through nope. A walk-up window. Yeah. And they've been around since 1922. Yeah. There's a reason because those things are great. They're They've awesome. never compromised. No. They've kept the menu and they just went all simple. And to me, it was fully worth like that. Fully worth drive. It. Yeah, I would drive 10 hours for these. <laughs> so well, we went for breakfast this morning, but right. we kind of have to have that for lunch. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. We have to. It's a must. It's a must. It's a must. I mean, we were, you're not far from Abilene, Kansas, which is where... Ike is from. Yep. Dwight Eisenhower. And there's a presidential museum there. Yeah. We were hoping him, to get but there, it's but open. it's not open right now. So and there's open. like, there's a lot of stuff in the area. So. I don't know. I'd come back, I yeah. think. I don't think I'd stay necessarily in Salina. Right. I think I might go elsewhere to stay, but yep. I would go for Cozy Inn for sure. Yeah. Luckily, everything's what, within like. Then we went back twice to, what was it called? Blue Sky? Blue Sky Brewery. I had a peanut butter burger. Yep. Which I, was delicious. I had a Thai chicken pizza. Yeah. So good stuff happening. Yeah, that's very good. In, in a, and Salina. You should Salina. give it a try. Give it a, give it a check. Why not? I mean, if you're nearby, though, just if yeah. you're within like a couple hours. I would drive. Like, if you're in Kansas City, I'd drive for the drive burger. Drive for the burger. For sure. Yes, definitely. 
<laughs> you know, so one other thing, too, I do want to say before we go. A few weeks back, um, bef- there, Tom Seaver passed away. Oh, right. Tom was only like 75 uh, when he passed due to complications from many ailments, it looks like, in- including battling COVID. But Tom Seaver, as I was growing up, I loved baseball. Tom Seaver was one of my favorites. And I I loved when he pitched, you know, on the Reds. And then eventually he gets to the White Sox Uh and pitches on the White Sox and gets his 300th victory in um, Yankee Stadium with the White Sox. Complete game. Gem, if you will. (laughs) So, and it reminded me of when... I own Wine Styles, Carlton Fisk, so all-star Hall of Fame catcher for the Red Sox and the White Sox, came in to buy wine for the Hall of Fame dinner, and it was mostly to impress people at this wine table that Tom Seaver had helped start at the Hall of Fame dinner. Got it. So it just kind of all came flooding back that I got to meet Carlton Fisk and get wine and the wine that became like a a, he he came back a few times. He came back a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for wine to bring to that dinner kind of each year. And it was it's very interesting, right? Because to think that the wine that you helped choose is being drunk by (laughs) like your your heroes, you know, your childhood heroes. Right. There's, you know, he's like, yeah, I need this for uh, for Tom. And I'm like. Tom Seaver and then he's like I need this for Steve and I'm like Steve Carlton there's Raleigh fingers and you know I'm just like oh my gosh so it's just like a lot of memories came flooding back so condolences to Tom Seaver's you know friends and family but the um, you know the the life he lived as a baseball player was great and then he loved wine so much and even had a winery so very very interesting but it was just kind of all came flooding back, right? All those all those memories. So all right. Well I think I've overshared enough for one episode. And we'll have to get back on to talking about you next episode. Eh. People would re- believe me, people much rather hear about that. <laughs> all right, we're gonna wrap it up here from Salina. Remember to uh oh wait. Gotta I, do I gotta do all I gotta do all our things, right? Get, I forgot. Get, get the spiel. Get Gosh, the spiel. Yeah, I was just trying to hurry this along. But anyway, all right. So we want to thank our patrons because you've stuck with us even through, you know, this <laughs> and including those at the No Fear Project. Um, so John Harris at Team E for E Wellness, Christine, Linda, James, Julie, Rob, Susan, Shay, and 10 Junk Miles. We really do appreciate it. Um, so that now will do it. Okay. All right. Done. You've been listening to episode 114 of the fat man chronicles the music is you got me wrong by safar i've really tried to avoid social media but feel free to go over there <laughs> uh you could look us up at fatmanchronicles.com or the no fear um and i think we're just going to wrap it up right there everyone remember defeat the stigma and get out there and be better today <laughs> <laughs>